Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, you can subscribe at My Best Eleven Pod and leave us a five star rating. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at My Best Eleven Pod. Email My Best Eleven Pod at gmail.com. Welcome to another episode of My Best Eleven Podcast. Today we are joined by a person who I fondly remember as being a Luton Town striker. Uh, came through the ranks of Luton, then spent a bit of time at Boston. Um, I didn't know he went out to Finland um, for a little while. Uh, and then um, spent a lot of time on the South Coast at a number of clubs, including Weymouth, Bath, uh, Newport, um, Dorchester and Paul. And he's currently, um, having previously worked at AFC Wimbledon, he's currently uh, the head physio at Bournemouth. Um, we are joined by Stuart Douglas. How are you, Stuart? Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks for having me, guys. How does that sound as an intro? A bit weird looking looking back um, on a bit of a, bit of a no, short I rap. I could have made it a bit better, actually. I thought you could have hyped it up a little bit more, but I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> Marvin, would you like to respond to that? Yeah, but listen, I was going to say, welcome, Dougie. This is probably the most shy, reserved <laughs> guy we're going to have on this podcast. Always like a little, like a little map. Was he hell as long? <laughs> that comment that just sums him up in one. Like, you should have hyped it up. See? No, it's, it's great to have Dougie on. Like I said, he had bags of confidence and um, this should be a good one. Are you bags of confidence, for not much talent, eh, Marv? Say again? Bags of confidence, but not much talent, eh? Dougie, you know what, right? I, I'll take confidence above talent more than anything. Go <laughs> further in life, guaranteed. I'm thinking now. Listen, I guaranteed. People will probably say the same thing about me. And I ended up playing 440 odd games. I was exactly massive right. conf- on confidence. Massive confidence. Big thing confidence. What was your biggest asset, Stuart, do reckon, as a player? When I played, I, I would I'd be able to I'd run like all day. It was really strange because I remember when I first came into the club, that was my first like ever pre-season um, as a youth team player. And it was having to sleep like hours in the afternoon just to try and recover. And I was like, I don't know if I can actually, the pre-season was ridiculous. And it wasn't, pre-seasons nowadays, I, I look at players and they're so lucky. Everyone's got GPS monitors on, everyone's working to their own heart rate. Where when we run, it was literally right. There's Warden Hills, we're going to run for an hour and you have to get in within a certain time. And I wasn't that sort of person. I couldn't get up and down. I was just, I was more stop-start. So I was more like anaerobic than aerobic. So because pre-season was pretty much like a one-size-fits-all training routine, regime for maybe four or five weeks, it didn't really suit me. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And I, I remember watching people like Telfer. Oh, my God, he could. Um, and later on the line, people like Matty Taylor, um, Terry Sweeney, who probably didn't make the grade, um, but was had great legs. They could run, and then I would always be with the goalkeepers at the back, like thinking. And what's me, going on. and me, yeah, and Marvin, me, Marvin, and the goalkeepers. And when it came to matches on a match day, I could run and run and run because I was very much stop, start, stop, start. So when I played, I think an attribute of mine was my commitment and my desire and my drive in a game. I would get in behind. I was quick. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't really shy out of anything. Um, yeah. So for me, I, I'm, and it's probably well known and well documented, I never scored enough goals to go and play at the highest level. I, I only played 
well, it's championship level now. I think at the time, it was so when I made my debut, the equivalent of the I never got to play any higher, so I, I never played in the Premier League. But if I'm honest, I don't think I was ever quite good enough to make that grade. But yeah, I, I, I used what I had, and I think I used it well. Yeah, you no, did. definitely. You did. Def- no, I agree. I agree. I was talking before the, before you came on, actually, to, Mar- to Marv about um, one of my memories is how quick you were at sprinting. Um, yeah. I don't, Marv couldn't remember it. I was very... I was very, very I past straight down the line. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I couldn't remember it. What I probably like, why I said I didn't think he was quick, quick. Do like, do you? Your I swear you were really fast. Yeah, but I, like, I, I like when, 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 when you're when you're the same pace, if not quicker than someone, like I was up there with you. It just wouldn't run me. You didn't run. Do you know me. why I can't remember? Because I ran past him in training so many times, it became the norm. That's why I can't remember it. <laughs> Listen, trust me, if you ran past me in training, you'd end up stumbling <laughs> on the ground because I wouldn't, you wouldn't be getting far. I'd be clamping yeah, I would have you. Got clamped. And back in them days, yeah, the senior pros would clamp you. Like if you make someone or if you embarrass someone, you knew full well you were going to get it 100%. You knew, you knew back then. How quick were your 100 meters? I used to run for um, Lee Valley and then. The, my closest athletics team was Haringey Borough when I was growing up. And I remember I used to do, I think I, my quickest time, like 11, something like that. Wow. Um, but that was when I was taking it seriously. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember, I never got sub 11, but I got about 11.2. Um, but when I was young, I'd done everything. I'd done judo, gymnastics, I'd, I'd done football. Um, and in the end, I had to like whittle it down to the one sport. So yeah, I think the first one that came out was gymnastics. Didn't quite suit uh, Lycra. Um, so came out of that. Then judo was the next one to drop out because I didn't like getting hurt. Um, and then it was between athletics and football. And I just had a passion for football. Me and my brother, mum and dad, they loved it. So um, it was a perfect opportunity. And when I was growing up, Luton was a really good club. It had a really good reputation for bringing young players through. And um, Paul Lowe, at the time, he was the one that scouted me. A guy called Paul Lowe, a guy called Colin Cardine. don't remember that. So Paul Lowe and Colin Cardine, they scouted me, which is half a trip at the time. And Lee Valley invited me to Luton. And I've been at Luton since I was young, since 10, 10 years old, to play in Sunday League. And then, actually, when I trained at Luton, it used to be when Kenilworth Road was the AstroTurf pit. So we'd go there and we'd train in the So I could take me up there. I'm Chelsea, Norwich, but because Luton was always so good to me, it made sense to stay. And I spoke to my family, spoke to Paul Lowe, and there seemed to be like a pathway into the first team at Luton. Whereas had I gone somewhere else, it may have been more. Listen, I, I may have broken into the first team else as well. Who knows? The pathway here seemed a clear route, a clear pathway to the first team. Just to really nurture you. So I took the, to stay at Luton. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It was a pleasure to watch you. Watch you amongst a number of players. So yeah. we're going to get on to the main, the main thing of the podcast is your best 11 players. Okay, yep, uh, yep. So we'll start off with the goalkeeper. Those people who've never heard this, heard this before, uh, the podcast before, what we like to do is um, Stuart will give us a few clues on the way. Um, and those people listening in the, in the car or whether out for a walk or whatever it is, guess as you go. And then yep. hopefully myself and Marv will see if we can get it on the way. Formation first. Oh, we, we, oh, formation. formation. Sorry, formation, formation first. Formation. Yes. Formation. Sorry, so, yeah. I have gone 4 3 3. I've gone, and one of the players in my team actually, no, I had two of the players in my didn't actually. That they're That's right. it's not if you're not in Luton 11, it's yeah. your best 11. Yeah, it's my best 11. They're two that yeah. I've played with. Most of them people, my, the majority of my career was at Luton. Um, so the majority of my team are from people that I've played with at Luton. Um, but there are two that are outside of that I've always remembered. Um, right. so when, when we get to those, 
Um, Hopefully, I know a lot of Finnish players. I'm hoping, uh, Marv. <laughs> no, there's not one Finnish player in that, just so you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I could pronounce any of their names. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Fabulous. So, goalkeeper. So, I th- 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 there were two. So, I'm going to give you the name of the one who I didn't go for, so you're not going to confuse. Mm. So, the one I didn't go for was Kelvin Davis. He was was going to be so Kelvin when I was there. He's a year above me, so I played with Kelvin and Marvin was my youth team. So I was a first year apprentice. Kelvin was a second year. Then when I went to the first team, he might have gotten to the first team before me. So we had we had Ian Foyer in goal. And who was the American goalkeeper before Ian Foyer, Marv? Summer. Jurgen Summer. Jurgen Yeah. So when I was really young, it was Jurgen. Then Ian Foyer, the Kelvin did the team, and our team similar. And he was really he was immense, Kelvin. Great guy. Great character. Unbelievable to have around the tra- training ground. I really got on well with him and his parents and his family were they're, they're, they're really good people. So he w- would have been one, but he's just been picked by one other. So this guy will probably kill me for saying it, but when he was in the youth team, he struggled to actually kick. He couldn't kick that far. Or if he did kick, he had like a banana foot and he would like scoop the ball off the pitch. Like So he had to do a lot of work on his kicking. First and foremost, he had a brother that also played. And his brother played professionally too. Um, played, yeah, played at a good standard. Um, definitely sure if they were in the play. His brother played a good standard. Similar age, brother slightly older than slightly older. Um, and they are both from Luton. So he was brought up in Luton. So surely you should know now. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Andrew? No. It is... He was, he's my Nathaniel age, so he's in... Abbey. Nathaniel yes, Abbey. On Tanny Abbey. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. His brother played for Norwich. Brother yes, had a, yes of course career, he did. Yeah. A good career. His brother was a year older than Tanny, I think. Zima. I think Zima's uh, maybe two years older. And the reason why I say Tanny, me and Tanny are super close, still close now to this day, speak regularly. But as a black player, there are, there are, there have been trailblazers that have led the way for outfield players. But you don't really get many black goalkeepers, really. You had Shaka Hislop from, from West Ham. But you don't really see many black goalkeepers. So for me, I think that... Even nowadays. Yeah, even nowadays. Who would you... You've got Randolph... You've got the, what's his name at Chelsea? Chelsea just come in, yeah. Randolph, mixed race, who plays for Ireland. And I don't know where Randolph is. West Ham, eh? He's gone to West Ham, yeah. He's gone to West Ham, yeah. He has. Um, but you don't really see many, many black goalkeepers, especially at the time when we were playing, few and far between. So I think that Tanny, probably without even realising, was a trailblazer in his own right. So, and for me, because, like I said before, I'm really close to Tanny, but I think he probably achieved more than he realised just because of what he had to do, what he had to try and strive to become. I remember a story, actually, this is the honest to God truth. I don't know if you were playing this game, Mark, I don't know if you left by then. Look, we were playing Millwall away, last game of the season. So before the game, the referee pulled us. At that time, it was still like Millwall was still notorious with some sort of drama or trouble. And before the game, the referee said, listen, it's the last game. He's been told that there's going to be a pitch in by the end of the game. So he's going to give us a signal literally a minute before he blows up. He said, whatever happens after that signal, don't worry, we won't count a goal from 50 yards. Get yourselves off the pitch. They're going to get on. They're going to start ripping up. Being told to warn us. So obviously being a black player, we're like, right, okay, cool. As soon as we get a signal, we're off. I'm getting off that pitch ace. I don't want to be caught. And I remember the referee putting the signal. Bearing in mind, Tanny's a goalkeeper. As he put the signal to say, like, he said, like, listen, yeah, Tanny was literally already on the halfway line. <laughs> what the? We still got a minute. Tanny was like, nah. And as soon as the whistle went, 
<laughs> he sprinted off the pitch. Tani got into the, the change room before I got in the change room. And I was like, how did you get? What? That's crazy. And that's the sort of thing that we had to, especially Tani in particular, had to put up with. And so for me as a, as a player, like sometimes, I think that I, I got away with like racial abuse because of my hair. So I was growing my hair from, when I scored my debut, I didn't have it actually. I started growing it after that. But whenever I used to go to away games, people would say, oh, you Whoopi Goldberg, explain or you pineapple head, or you mop head. But I'd always get abused because of my hair, not necessarily my skin. So I didn't, I didn't get that much abuse because of my, the color of my skin, because I think that this was more like obvious to people. Yeah. So they would attack that. And, and for me, we, Marv would tell you, we had like real thick skin. So be like water for ducks back really. Um, but I'm on the pitch, so I can run around the pitch, get away. If people were abusive, maybe one side of the pitch, when the ball's on the other side of the pitch, you're there trying to, like regain possession or try to attack. Tani is always in that six yard box primarily. Yeah. So if you ever got anything, he's getting it for the duration of the whole game. And never did. And he in lower it. leagues as well, the, you're yeah. talking, they're on top of the goal. It's not on even a case of, of now in the bigger yeah. stadiums where they're a good 20 meters back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're exactly. right on top of you. They're right on you. Yeah. They're right on you. Uh, and they're, so I think that, I don't know if he knows this. And if he doesn't know, and I hope you watch the podcast, like, I really respect what he's done and how he dealt with adversity and how he through. And yeah, he was, he, had, he was a real strong character. So he, he's my guy. I think I'll just go back to what you just, you just saying there, Dougie. I think we both know like Tani quite well. You know him a lot better than I do, but he's got that personality where he doesn't give up, does he? Really? Yeah, <laughs> so that, and that, and you yeah. had to have that, that Tani was like that, that in a, in a, in a good way, because obviously if you didn't have that, I feel that he could have been, crumbled as a man yeah, it, because it obviously like you just said, the situations he got put in and stuff like that i mean yeah. danny i mean that danny was always like would speak up say his bit no matter like who you was you know he'll who challenge you, were, yeah. you, you know, know what, what I mean? sometimes he would talk too much yeah. remember the yeah. old kit man george remember the old kit man george yeah george Rodney. yes 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 right. so the old kit man george i got on well with george but george as most kit men are did not want you to have any kit like he used to protect Kit like it was treasure. And I remember we had um, John Moore was our youth. Now I love John Moore because he was brutally honest. So even if you thought you played okay or you trained well, he would cut you down. No, you didn't. And he would tell you exactly why you didn't and what you need to do to improve. But everyone respected John because if you did well, he would tell you. If you didn't do well, he would tell you. He, he There was no grey area with John Moore. And he was very old school. He had, he had morals, he had that sort of like guy that respect is really important. Humility is important, but he had morals and he, he was an honorable man. So Tanny would sometimes run off his mouth to people. Tanny was like that, do you know what I mean? And I remember he said something to George. I think we had to put Kit in a, a skip and on the floor or something. George like, you need to put your Kit in the skip. Kit's there, like it's on the floor, rest of the Kit. And George was like, George, get off my back. The Kit's there, like. We trained by the way, and it was cold. Our Kit was wet. So George left the room. I don't know where George went. Hindsight, George went to go see John Moore. So George says, John Moore, listen, John, Tanny's like, I don't know, this kid, like, I'm just asking to do one thing you don't want to do. He's talking back to me, whatever. So I remember John waits. He waits until we're showered. We're all showered, clean, our clothes on. We just have to do job before we were allowed to go home. So John Moore would check job. John Moore would get his bum and scratch like urinals. Say, look, there's still dirt in the urinal. I'll be looking at him. This guy's putting his hand in there. Like, this is <laughs> go around touching the tops of doors and stuff. So John, we come in, we start John, we're ready to go home. This is him. Right, put your kit on. 
done our jobs. We're all showered, changed. Like, can we go home? Put on your kit. I'm like, John, the kit's wet. Like, we've been training today. It's a dirty, wet kit. Put on your kit. Like, what? Still not clocked that this is George. John, we can't put on dirty. He's like, you're putting on kit and do a 12 minute around the pitch. Why? Why, John? What for? Said, because Tanny was rude to George. And if Tanny's rude to George, you're all rude to George. So you're all going to do a 12 minute. I rage And I was like, Tanny, man, you couldn't do that nowadays. That would be like tantamount to abuse. So we put on all our dirty kit, wet kit, had to go and do a 12 minute. We had to get like eight laps of the pitch in 12 minutes. You just love this 12 minute run. I don't think there's any scientific like value in a 12 minute run. I don't know where it got 12 minutes from. 12 minute run. We've done a 12 minute run in our wet, soggy kit. Come back in. No one was. That's what John was like. If one done it, like we all done it. Do you know what I mean? But Tanny, oh, like, why? Why is it always your mouth? Why? So what Marv was saying, Tanny would happily speak up for itself, but sometimes it will put us in the shit as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? But that's how John was, yeah. Fabulous. That's awesome. That's a great story. So moving across to right back or left back, whichever one. Which one do you want to go for first? I'll give you that choice. You no, this is your show. You got your t-shirt. We'll go right back. Right back, number two. We'll go logically. Number two. Right, right okay, back. okay. So this guy is the nicest guy, one of the nicest guys I've met in football. He's quiet, he's reserved. And for me, he's like, he had a really good career, really good career, probably better than what some gave him credit for. Uh, I'll tell you a story. You might guess him from the story I'm going to tell you. I didn't get on well with joking here. As a matter of fact, I hate joking. There you go. I'll tell us on the podcast. Didn't like him. Couldn't talk to him. Looked you in the eye. Didn't have no respect for him. And that's the one thing I learned. Before he came to the club, I actually respected him for what he'd done with Wimbledon. So when we were told he's coming, I was like, oh, great, brilliant. That's the one thing I've learned. Don't ever respect anyone until you know them, until you meet them. Because the respect that I had for him, I don't know where I, where that came So yeah, I've got no real time for joking here. Anyway, this particular player, he uh, would p- try and pass. Right back, try and pass it. I remember one day, one game, half time, Joe come in and he said to him, listen, if you try and pass it again, I'm taking you up. You're not a player who can pass. You're a player who runs. So when you get it, you kick it long. That's all you do. You kick it long. If I see you try and come inside and pass it, you're coming off. You kick it long. That's what Joe Kinnear was like. Do you know what I, mean? I don't know how you're going to get confident. Like a player going to get confident. However, that player or the player in person didn't say anything. Well, if that was me now, I would have said, what are you talking about? Or if that was Tanny or anyone else, they would have probably like chirped back. But this player would never chirp back. Would never. And I remember thinking to myself, like, you're too nice. Like, why are you so nice? But he had the last laugh because he got a good move. He played plenty of games in the Premier League and he won the FA Cup. Come on, Andrew. You should have it now. Yeah, Graham Alexander, isn't it? No. no. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, right, Boise. Sorry. I just realised what I was talking about yeah. then. Sorry. Sorry. I was kind of, hang on a minute. Yeah. Grazer yeah, at left by then. Yeah, sorry. Emerson Boyce. Yeah. Emerson Boyce. Um, I had Boyce in my head as a centre-back. I don't know why. I forgot he no, also played right back. Yeah, he, 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 Boyce, he was a quiet, he used to go about yeah. his job like just real quiet guy. Yeah. Like, if you want, always smiling and laughing. If you smiling yeah. and laughing, you'd be like, what are you smiling for, Boyce? Like, what are you laughing at? Like, always, like, one of the most pleasant players. And you, a lot of football players, they get like, I suppose, as a reputation, will proceed professional football players where Boise had Nuno's like he was a very humble hard-working just the yeah he was a he's a Boise's the sort of person that he would do anything for you if you call him and say Boise I'm in a pickle like he could be the next side of the country and when I we played a couple of games at, at Wigan I dropped out. he is like yeah he had obviously done well at Palace and stuff and but at Wigan he's it's his testimony because had he have crumbled and listened 
to what Joe Kinnear had said. He would never have had the career that he had, but mm. he didn't really let it bother him and he didn't bite back to be there. So it wasn't as if he got into arguments or was dropped because he didn't fit. He just got on with his work, getting a great move, great career. Um, but I often think that people forget about even to work with him. You always knew that when you're on the pitch, he would always give percent. He was a player that he's always been no less than a seven out, but he was very, yeah, and just do well. And he's a real pleasure. Was he good yeah. at whipping the balls in for you? Or you know what? He, he would get up and down, boy. See, he would get up and he down. Wasn't that type of player really whipping you know, balls? I didn't in. think he was, but I wasn't sure yeah, if, he was, if. Yeah, he was. I, I think like he, he reminds me like of, of, of Wan Bissaka sort of now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where good defender. Maybe not as talented as others going forward, but I really, he, he, to me, he's like Wan Bissaka, really. He, yeah. he reminds me of Wan Bissaka. Um, yeah, very much so. Very much so. So he, listen, Boise knew, and I, I always think that the best players play to their attributes. So if you know what yeah. you're good at, do it. And Boise knew what he was good at. He had an engine, he could tackle, he got up and down, but he passed it to the people that were more creative when he needed to. Um, and he, he made a, he made a, had a very good career out of doing that. So, yeah, Boise definitely. Fabulous. Left back. Left back. So, pretty easy. Has a left foot like, can run like that with a cigar in his mouth at the back. Like, um, unbelievable score. Ridiculous. Like, you think. How, so, yeah, you must know this. Play for Portsmouth? Great career. Pompey, yeah. Bolton, West Ham. Great, great career. Great career. He's been, been, he's, been, he's, he's been on. He's been on, um, Matty oh, Taylor. Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah, on, yeah. Matty Taylor. I think, yeah. is he working at Tottenham now? I think he's at yeah, Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham. Doing that young kids, yeah. At Tottenham. Doing the kids, yeah, Tottenham. So, Towles, he was from Norwich sort of way, this sort of way. That's no, no, no. Where was he from? Oxford. It's, Oxford way. It's from Oxford. An Oxford, no, actually. You were saying about him running. You were saying about him running, Stuart. Sorry, you were saying about him running, Stuart. He actually said to us that he got kicked out of Oxford for being overweight. Being too big. Which is really strange because when he came to our club, he wasn't overweight at all. He was really slender. It was Matty Upson was from this. That was right. Matty Upson, he was from Oxford. Um, so when he came in, he was younger than me. So I I was already pro when Taylor came. But we we, uh, we were, I don't know if it's always been the way, but we had a, there was a spell where pretty much half the Luton to the apprenticeship. So like, uh-huh. it was me, Springy, Fotiardis, Sean Evers, um, Wilmot, Wilmot, yeah. Matty Taylor, Boise, like so many players. There was like it was like a really good spell where we just kept on churning out players. I remember when Matty Taylor came and we, were, like I said, we were doing. I was always thinking, how can a human being actually didn't make? It? Um, but then when he actually got on the pitch, sometimes you just get runners, people that just get up and down. They will stop a game, but he could run. But his left foot was a wand, like. He'd whip it in from anywhere, confident. Like it, I don't think I've played with, with, with a better left just because he had the, the best of both. He could get up and down. He had an engine, but his technique was great. And he wanted to win when he played. He, he was a winner, to be fair. He was a hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. He said when he when he was on here, he was overweight at Oxford, and they really? tried to say, yeah, they tried to say to him, you can we'll put you in goal. You'll be a goalie. What? Yeah. What did he start running when he was told he was overweight then to get fit? What happened there? He must have like a forest gum and just never stopped running. He just said, um, he goes, now nah, I don't want um I don't want to be a goalie. And he left. And he sort of like was just carried on playing, didn't he? he? said like locally and then again, another name you'll mention, which which I think a lot of players um will mention, Paulo. Paulo, Paulo. spotted him and 
Yeah, and um, he... I think Paul Lowe's at... Who was at Liverpool last I spoke to Paul Lowe. I don't know if he's still there. Yeah, yeah. I think he's still there. So he, still Paul Lowe, got him to come over to Luton and to, to try out. And he, like, one of his little centre of excellence. And yeah. the rest is history. So, yeah. 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 He, was a, he was a very, very good player. Could be a bit chirpy, Tails. Could, yeah, like, he could, yes. A little bit chirpy, um, which I actually quite liked. He's a bit of, like, firing is a good player. Yeah. Very good. So, moving centre-backs, either or, left or right. <clears throat> so, I'm going to go, this was a, a very, very good centre-back partnership, and it was when I was young. So, when I first started playing, well, no, Trevor Peake was in originally, but by the time I was in the team, couldn't really. But then I played a hell of a lot of games with this pairing. So, uh, what I will say is, the pairing, uh, one was black, one was white. So, oh, I'll go with the white player. He would score a lot of goals for a centre-half. Like a surprising amount of goals, but he had that demeanor. He was like unflappable. Like you couldn't get under his skin. I remember him just being like just this super calm, laid-back guy. I never really saw him get angry. Never see him like shout or scream. He was just always very. I'd like to be like this guy. Like he always made a, a bit of an awe about him at the time when he was at the club. That's what I thought anyway. I was young. Great technique for a centre half. He'd be happy to take free kicks. He'd always he scored a lot of goals. And he was quite, for the size, he was quite a big guy, like heavy guy, not overweight, but just thick set. But he could get about the pitch, actually. He could get about the pitch. You always worry about those sort of centre-halves. If they're playing against smaller forwards, they might get like 10. He never really did. And you got it, Andrew? Captain. Yeah. It was a- Steve Davis. Yeah, Steve. Great centre. Really. I actually, I think I was in awe of him. This guy. And Marv, he was always so calm, wasn't he, Marv? Yeah. <laughs> Even like, when he spoke, he spoke, he, he just, just like... Soft, like, um, yeah. accent sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I still speak to Steve. I, 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 I never really got to... He's always quite... He seemed like quite a... I don't know if it's intricate or shy, but I never got to know much about his family. Like, never right. really... He, I, I didn't I didn't really know Steve that much outside of football. Like, with Marv, right. I knew Marv and his parents and stuff, and kids know what Marv was about. But I didn't really know much about, like, Steve. Steve. He was, no. Yeah, he was... It was come to work. He done his job. He led the team. He was calm. But outside of that, I didn't really know much more. But he had this like I thought he had a bit of an awe about him myself personally. And yeah, I he'll, 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 he'll love that listening to this because he, he does listen to the podcast. He'll love that listening yeah, to this. I, think, he, um... yeah, I used to like think going out there thinking, yeah, as long as if Steve's out there, we're going to be all right. That's what I used to think. Mm. So yeah, that was, that was that one. The other the other centre half had a good partnership with Steve. Very, very, very like mouthy. We always talk a lot. And Mitchell, no, Mitchell, no. Oh. He was a joker in the changing room. Always made people laugh. But you get like some senior pros will nurture, and some senior pros will pretty much put you in your place. With two senior pros that I always remember that always helped me in my career. Uh, one was Gary Waddock, and the other one uh, over the over the course of the. Yeah, he's got grain, he's put on a bit of weight, he's got a bit of a belly. He's moved abroad, continue coaching. Um, yep. But yeah, that's my other side. I think I think that um I lost it with a bit a bit of a belly. This one he's ripped. <laughs> he's ripped, right? He's strong. <laughs> uh, does this belly. does this one also look a little bit like he should be up chimneys with his with his hat on? You know what? He's he's yeah, he's he's partial to a few like Peaky Blinder hats, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Who are you going to guess it? Marvelous Marvin. Marvelous Marvin. 
he, you've uh, not even seen me. How can you say putting a bit of be- got belly? What's that all I about? Know, I just think that because you're living the dream in America, you've you've let yourself die a bit. Well, <laughs> I'm a total total um, vegan now. I don't eat. I'm not had meat for over a year. What about your bacon sandwich this morning? No, no. Seriously, are you bacon. vegan now? Yeah. Yeah, about over a year, Dougie. Yeah. Oh, over a year. okay. Yeah. I'll take it back then. I'll take it back. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to what you said, listen, I've listen, I've always tried to to help um most of the young players coming through. And like you said, I mean, we both our families know each other and, and Stuart's yeah. mum and dad and yeah, Bev yeah. and Joe and Scarlett, the sister. I mean, it was just yeah, yeah. a case of For me, it was difficult it. when you come into a club and like mm. especially at Luna at the time, there were some big hitters there, like obviously Mitchell, mm. you had John Hart, so I was his boot boy. We had some like, big names and you have a sink or you swim. But I think the ones that were able to swim were helped and had armbands that were junior pros like Mark. I say Gary Waddock. Gary Waddock won the time, those sort of players. And help the young. You'd learn a lot. They'd try and help you into the first team. Um, you, yeah, you had to earn your stripes to be able to into the first team, one of the first team players. But players like Marvin and players like Waddock, people like David Oldfield as well, those sort of characters, they were, they were ones who could go to and think of this or could I do better with that and is my temperament right or and they, they were the players because when you're that young and you start in this environment you you learn on the job and when you learn on the job sometimes you make mistakes or some probably shouldn't do you need that experienced head to tell you not necessarily right from wrong but to tell you and in certain t- times in the game what you should be doing I remember Wayne Turner was picking the right decision a lot yeah through experiencing through playing but senior to really help so for me Gary Waddock and Marvin were the two that really helped Waddock's not in my but mature and you say you put Marvin um which I'm I know he's very proud of I'm sure um what would you say in terms of what how would you classify Marv because obviously he's a fan I see him as the person who's on the pitch I mean so on the pitch is he a is he a ball player what who which player in this will be interesting for his face what ball player or what defender in the modern era would you classify him yeah, as? Who would you most like him to? So He's not been born me, yet. I don't really know. Marvin, Marvin was Marvin was actually is athletic. He was very athletic. He could run, he could head it. He was good on the ball, Marv. Like good on the ball, and he was confident in them. So he wasn't one where you'd worry about, oh, I used to as a forward, I used to think there's certain centre halves that they're gonna give me a chance and I'll be able to get one. Marv wasn't one of them. Marv was very like precise in what he'd done. He was comfortable in them. So Marv. Is probably the, the type of centre half that could easily play in today's game um, because a lot of the centre halves nowadays want to pass it. I mean, they don't, they don't. The old school centre half that would smash you like Ruddock, they don't really play. But Marvin was never like that. Marvin rather faint, take the ball down on his chest and play rather than smash something. So I mean, do you remember? Um, do you remember what's his name? The the psychopath right back, James. Is it James? That oh, Arthur Luton. Yeah, what was his name again? He loved the tackle. Julian, Julian, Julian James. Julian, Julian James. James. Julian James. He was a psychopath. Like, no, to me he was. What? To me, I, I, I used to think that people believed belief he's like floorboards in his house. Like I couldn't like he was like honestly, I just think this guy's nuts. But he would like iron people out and like love it. So I'd be like, I never, I never could quite understand. I just knew that in training, please be on my team because if he's not, I ain't going nowhere near him. But then Marvin was never like that. Marvin was one where he wanted to play. So, I, top of my head now, I couldn't tell you a player in the Premier League that I'd say he's like. All I say is he could fit that mould of a Premier League player today because Marvin yeah. wanted to pass. Do you know what I mean? He wanted to get on the ball. He wanted to make things happen. He was happy to 
that's why I think I like playing with Steve and Marv because both players wanted to bring the ball out and play. They were both comfortable on the ball, really comfortable. And they could they could go into little pockets and holes that other centre halves would be uncomfortable to be in. They were comfortable in those situations. They they went and they were to attack. They were comfortable in that position. So I just think that when they play together, for me, it opened up more opportunities to go forward and play because they wanted the ball and they wanted to play rather than the yeah. centre half want to head it, kick it, fight you, but don't really want them. And also as a fan, they're exactly what you want to see because they they're both of them, they get you off your seat. Yeah. They, as soon as you see them get get past that first defensive or that first play, you're kind of hang on a minute. And you yeah, get they get yeah. you a bit more lifted. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say Marv was more of a ball playing attacker. Fantastic. So what we're going to do there, and let, um, we're going to pause for a break, let Marv go um, and just calm himself down after hearing <laughs> all of that. <laughs> um, we'll hear a short ad from our sponsors, and then when we come back after the break, we'll hear the rest of Stuart Douglas's My Best Eleven. Hi, my name is Steve Davis. An ex-Burnley teammate of mine, Lenny John Rose, is suffering from MND. Please let's raise awareness and funds and help Lenny in his fight against this terrible disease. Please check out hashtag IceFoot92. You can donate £10 by texting MNDLEN to 70085 or donate at his Just Giving page. Are you brave enough to take on the hashtag IceFoot92 challenge? Good luck and thanks for listening. Right, so we're back for part two of Stuart Gallagher's is My Best Eleven. So far we have in goal Tanny Abbey, right back Emerson Boyce, left back Matthew Taylor, and centre back Steve Davis, and our very own co host Marvellous Marvin Johnson. So we're going into the three. I'm not sure how you're going to play these three, so I'll let you pick the order, depending on if you're playing a holder or two holders and one forward. Yeah, so I'm going to go probably two holding. Well, this one, one of them would pretty much do. So you can put him where you could put him in. So I think we'll start with that player. Actually, no, let's start with the one that you probably won't get. So we'll start with a player that didn't play for Luton. We'll start with that player. Okay. So I was at Luton for a long time. Um, Joe Kinnear got me out. As you can see, I resent Joe Kinnear. Um, but I was out. Draggy, hold on, hold on. Before you move on, hold on, hold on. Is it what is it with Joe Kinnear? Is it because because he got, got made you leave Luton? Was that the reason, or was it the way? No, how no, no. Listen, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm big enough and ugly enough to accept that if you don't play, your sometimes your face doesn't fit. Right, I, I get that. But when when Joe Kinnear took over, when Ricky got relieved of his duty, and that season went down. I think had we have stayed up, Joe Kinnear probably wouldn't have. But because we went down, we went down when Joe Kinnear was the manager. But he had the players that were primarily from Ricky's. So I think that Joe Kinnear just wanted to distance from those who were there prior to. They weren't my team, and which I understand that people like I had enough, and I went out under me at all. I haven't got a problem with not being played. When you're taking me around the club long enough, they're trying to take me around the country, trying to force me up, and that's what I didn't like. I also didn't like people. Rather, you look me in John John Moore would look you in the eye. He tell you straight whether you liked it or not. He tell you straight, and you respect that. When you spoke to Joe Kinnear, he couldn't look you in the eye. Um, yeah. So you, you, you spin us where or yeah. in post, I, whatever it is. You know I, what I mean, and I don't yeah. really. I, I think that you, there's a there's a way to treat people. Listen, that's the way I'm brought up. Like you have to no, be I open, agree. honest, transparent, regardless of whether I, people like it or not. And some managers don't like confrontation. Yeah, I accept that. And then he would 
get like Steenie to talk to me and tell me what. Just tell me to my face. I'm a big man. Like, why have you got to hide behind other people? So it was just the way he went about his business that I didn't like. Wasn't right. That I wasn't. If you don't play, you don't play. I understand that. Right. That's the way people is. And, I, and, just I, and I'm just, just, and I'm just I just wanted to say that um, I, listen, I agree with what you say with regarding about taking players all around the country, 19th man. And I mean, I, I don't like that. I mean, I don't understand why managers would do that and just come out and be honest. But I feel that, and not even sticking up, not sticking up for Joe, but I feel that he treated everyone like that. Marvin, I agree. That was just him. That's his manners. And some people might accept that and say that's the way he is. Other people like me were like, well, I don't really respect the way you're where you are, the way you behave. I don't think it was ever personal to me. I think I was on the wage bill. He wanted me off the wage bill. The money that I was getting, he could probably get somebody else in that he wanted. I understand that. Don't get me wrong. But I think there's a way in which yeah. you do it. Do you know what I mean? That's that's what I think. I think there's a way it's in which funny, you... It's funny. Can you remember Carl Emerson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Embo's exactly like you. He's gone, oh my God. Like, like he, and Embo let him get underneath his skin. He goes, I just can't. I said, but Embo, I'm just, I'm not saying sticking up for him, Embo. I'm saying, that was Joe. He, he didn't, that was him. I mean, he, yeah. I think it was personally towards you as a goalkeeper, but he couldn't. Yeah. He goes, nah, nah. Embo, man. Embo just like food and money. I remember food and money. And I remember, remember when we were getting promoted, Marvin, we had to be in the top three to get our bonuses. And after, like, you'd be on the, Embo would be on the coach, like working out who's played who, where we are in the league. Yes, we're in the bonuses. And he'd be eating food. Bonus. Embo loved food and bonuses, you know. And if he tells you otherwise, he's lying. Food and bonuses. He loved. He loved it. Um, but yeah, listen. I just, I just think that, and I think that most people throughout their career in football, if you, have, if you have a long enough career in football, you will encounter an individual who just rubs you the wrong way. It's just part and parcel of the game. Actually, probably in walk of life. I yeah. just think that you could have done exactly the same thing with me in a way in which I would have accepted him. Okay, I agree. Enough. Even if you yeah, just said, Stuart, your face doesn't fit. You've done really well here, but I need something else. I would have been like, you know what, Joe, not a problem. But it felt like you're trying to mug me off. Don't mug me off. Come on. Right. Don't mug me. I mean, right, sorry, we digressed there. What, 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 yeah, what, so where, anyway. Where, where, where? So centre midfielder, not from Luton. So yeah. centre midfielder. So <clears throat> when I left, when I left um, Luton, I went to go and play uh, at Boston United. They just got promoted from what is now the conference. And I remember that I was on... My, my contract at Luton was okay. I've been there a long time. I had. I remember that when I spoke to Boston, they were going to try and make me one of the highest paid players. But yet my money was still half of what I was getting. It was, that was the thought. Actually, it's probably going to sort of money now that I, I was leaving. So it was different. And you're quickly forgotten. Plus, as a forward, I probably never scored enough goals to warrant me getting over to move. So the money that I was making in football, yeah, it allowed me to have a great standard of living. But it was never going to be enough money. I retired. Boston, yeah, New yeah, agreed my deal, went there, was playing with the midfield player. He also, he was also at Oxford and he had a brother too. So him and his brother both played for Oxford. Had a great rapport. We hit it off. We'd, we'd be up and down. He was a goal scoring midfield player. And I think there were probably more goal scoring midfield players then. Especially like, you look at the Premier League, you people like Boya, your Lampards, people that w- wanted to break into the box and score goals. Freddie Lundberg, right, there was no, Do you know what I mean? Sorry? I said, Andrew, have you got it? So, I... Yeah. I'm gonna throw he's, one of the few he's, he's Boston names I know. He's still Brothers, in football he's, now. Bro- he's working. He's working as a coach. He's been working 
at a very good level. He was he was working up. Do you want me to tell you where he was working at and where he's working? Yeah, did he start off his career at Arsenal? No, he um, he started. Where's he working now? He's working at Bournemouth. He was at Burnley. He left Burnley and he went to Bournemouth and he's, he's working a coach. Him and his brother Robert. both play. Bobby doesn't play in no, I'm, I'm, I was I'm... gonna I was gonna go David Noble. No, but I did play oh, David stop. Noble and he's a great guy. guy that was my midfield idea. You've got, so us, the player You've got us. I'm talking about is Simon Weatherstone. So Simon Weatherstone had a brother called Roscoe, Ross Weatherstone. Simon was at Burnley as a coach, and then when Eddie and Jason Tyndall were there and they went back to Bournemouth, they took Simon with them. Simon's a really good friend of mine. I've got a lot of people. I think you put people who you're close to in your best 11 because if you were to ever play in the best 11, you could trust them. You'd know that. Right. That's know it. And that's what it's all about. Great. That's it fantastic is, yeah. that you've done that because it's not always, because some people will look at um, different people's best 11 and think, well, I'm sure he played with so-and-so. Isn't he better than that? But, but it's not about yeah. that. It's about... No, it's not fantasy football. There. It's something different. No, yeah, it's, what you, you listen, if I was to go to war and I was in the trenches, who would I want by my side? Pretty much. And for the reasons, yeah. So he he was an up, he's an up-and-down player. Technically, very, very good. Like Even now, he joins in training and takes coaching sessions at, at best technical players. When he puts a drill, it will show you that they have. I mean, remember when um, Ricky was... Ricky was at the club. He said, right, I want the free kick like this and he'd do a free kick and you'd be like how on earth he's done that and other people were doing it so like three or four times to do it no 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 this is how i want it and he'll do it again and uh oh, you've got some and tinting like that when he takes a right. session when he takes a session what he's like is he had a great engine he wanted to score he was snapping and i think that sort of midfield player the dying breed perfect so in your opinion what i mean with great respect to boston why didn't simon make it to the higher level in um, was you it injuries? Was it if you no, rate him he, highly personality-wise? Well, yeah, he was at Oxford. He played at Boston. Done really well at Boston. Um, and I think that when he was there, they were they were plans for Boston to go. That Steve Evans count. Steve Evans, you'll get carried. Steve Evans is not like I'm not saying he's like Joe Kinnear, but he's you either he's Marmite. You either love him or you yeah. hate him. I Isn't he the ex? Is he the ex Crawley chairman? Is it, he, he was at Crawley as a manager. He's at Gillingham. He's Gillingham oh, that was it. Crawley as a manager. Yeah. 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 yeah I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I got on actually really well, and I still do to this day. I'll to him. So I think that different types of characters get on differently types of. Man- so my character has always been this, like Marvin said, I'm outgoing. I think I've got, but I didn't get joking here. But I've got on really well with Steve Evans. Well, don't get involved. So I think it just depends on the individual and how your character interacts. I've got on really well with him. So when he was there, there was plans for Boston to be doing quite well. But you know what? It's the full story. That you can, it didn't quite work out. He, like myself, quickly had a limited to make the make playing higher to enable being without. So he on his coaching. So went into coaching quite young. So myself and both transitioned out of physiotherapy, physiotherapy. Yeah, quite early in our careers. So he, yeah, he dedicated a lot of his time in his coaching bag, which he'd done. Then he'd done a lot of work from the Daishi. He was at Burnley and it was the Daishi, yeah, worked with. He's probably Premier League rather than player because he that step in that. But yeah, I, I think we have luck. You scout all the right stars. Just, there is still a lot of luck, I think. Work their nuts off. I mean, Dougie, just, just going to touch on quickly there. I heard you say about um, looking to early get into thinking about after life, after football, and the physio, we'll get into a bit a bit more of that later, what, um, where you are and stuff, but what was it, what made you get in, like, think that way so about getting... For, for me, and I, I don't know if you've done this, I don't know, I'll, now you've mentioned it, I'll say it now, so I've got my manager, but I also want to be my... Okay. And came to yeah. the club, selfless, being involved in football, 
I had the lot. So I used to get quite and I've, I've had good and bad physio for that, he, which he worked and he's his vibe. And I think he's what I've ever worked with. He's clearly got an interest. So I did. So I started doing sports therapy. The PFA would put players code back. Yeah, so I've done that when you're studying. My parents at all don't have it in other countries. People might. So it was a natural progression. So that was, I remember, I don't know if you know Andrew Barr was a yep. player. Got injury wide, by the way. Yeah. Was crazy. It inspired me. I was a barrier lot. Just seeing what, what barrier, she knew that it would always allow me to survive. You weren't involved in football. Coach, a lot of people in our blood. Um, mm. But coaching really for me. Yeah, I, human body always. Yeah, it was a sport I would take. What sort of physio would you say you are? Because the reason I say that is because just reflecting on what you said about Bruce, Bruce was like, like he said, a wonderful guy. And I mean, I, and, and I had a few injuries, like, hence, again, what you said about the hamstring. I, I tore my hamstring. But Bruce was one of those first physios I came across at Luton where you didn't want to be injured. You didn't want to be injured. And that's because you knew as a, he worked you. He, like you, you, you wanted to get, you wanted to get away from him, right? And get fit as early as possible. And it's the way how I feel it should be. Because some days, um, pros, uh, do you know what? I'm going to take a day off here now. And you knew some people who were injured and they weren't really injured. They were maybe slightly hung over and you're thinking they're just getting a rest. But if they had Bruce, you know what? Okay. What's wrong with you? You're yeah. Okay. Let's go. We're going to yeah. run. Let's go, let's go there. Let's see and that's the thing which I loved about Bruce. He worked you. Yeah, Bruce was... Um, so for me, it's difficult when you're a physio because you have to really... Your, the way in which you in your day your, has to, to an extent, can, oh, I want the player in first thing in the morning, leave last thing. Even though we worked hard with Bruce, it was never a punishment. We were working hard because I never once thought I was working hard. I just told him... You're working hard. This, this is why we need to do it. Explain the injury to you. So what I liked about Bruce was he gave players that we were able to decipher what he said, realise that it wasn't like what well, my you work, were fit. You, I'm going to be right back on I had spells where the way in which I'd like to think that I've got, a, I'd like to think that I'd use that. I'd like to empower my, I'll probably make the plan first. So say we say it's a long term, then I'll say this is what I think I want you to because empower the players to mm -hmm. want to do it because they've had it. I think that's really important. Plus, for me, play a lot of risk. Yeah. So I know they don't. They don't. I'm still there. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that was my sister trying to call, and it went through to the uh, the, the map. Very annoying. Sorry about that, guys. I'm back. Um, yeah. So for, I'd like to think that if you empower players and you give them the the you haven't got to explain like foreign. If you explain it to them in length why they um, then so I found that in football as a physio having played. Excellent. Okay. Fabulous. Moving on to the rest of your, sorry, uh, to move on to the rest of your midfielders. Now yes. this guy, this guy, you'll both know him. This guy hated football. How can you play football and hate football? And he, play, he played when I was young. So uh, when I first started playing, he was in the team. And I never knew whether he was left-footed or right-footed, both feet. I used to think to myself, how can you like dislike football? He's so good at it. He used to always say he plays because he's good, but was his choice. He'd be like, what? He loved, loved Elvis. There are two things that I love, women and Elvis. And I was like, what? Women and Elvis? He was like, yep, women and Elvis. I was like, okay, it's all about football. But I was like, but you're so good. Bad choice. I was like, oh, okay. But he was, was he Welsh? He was Welsh. Yes, he was Welsh. He was Welsh. And he was a bit of a cannon to play. Like, but he could play. God, could he play? Really Andrew, you play. got it? I thought you were going to say Paul Telfer. Paul Telfer didn't like football. You're right. He didn't. I was right. I mean, That's what Paul Telfer no, didn't like football either, did he? No, he didn't like football either. I don't know. No. This guy. But he's, but he's, he's Telfer Scottish. 
himself is Scottish. So yeah, this guy, like, yeah. This guy, this guy, this guy is Welsh, and he had a left and a right foot that were both, and he made football look easy. Like I used to watch him. I, you know what? I actually don't even think he tried. I just think he just would turn up, train, turn up, play, and that was it. And just do his thing and go. And I, I remember I used to watch him and be like, "How can you do that? How can you be just so like nonchalant, be so like bothered, and still perform?" Go on, Marv. I don't think Andrew. I mean, it's a difficult. It's a difficult. It, his name doesn't come up that often, really, that often. But like Stuart says, well, I hope it's the one I'm thinking of. I mean, I, don't, I mean, there yeah, wasn't too on, many. Kerry Hughes. Kerry Hughes. Yeah. Kerry Hughes. Why do I think Kerry Hughes was Northern Irish? Well, no, I pull it. I, I'm wrong, but that's why I didn't get Kerry Hughes. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, great player. What's you playing player. that game? Yeah, what a good player. What but was you playing that game when in the dressing room when John Moore and him? What, they come at each head? other. Yeah, yes. I did. I did. I did. I did. Like Stuart said, he's a, he was a, literally a. A cannon. He likes. He, he didn't. He cannon, didn't. Give up. Yeah, he didn't care. Yeah. He's. To, he's the only. He's. A, he's the only one. I've. I don't think Stuart was um, in the team then. He's the only one who I've heard speak to David Pleat in the mat, like where we had. A, I remember we were sitting upstairs and we had a, like a um, a meeting, and he. David was going around the room saying, "Well, what? Well, what do you? What? What's your ambitions? What do you want to do? What do you do? Come to Kerry Hughes, right?" And he turned around and goes. Get as far away as possible from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just literally can't. That's the. It's just. I'm he, just like. Yeah, and he's a young lad. See, and he's, and he's still a young lad in the team, and he's saying it oh. to the manager, the first team manager, get as far away as possible from you. I'm just like. He was. He was. I used to go in there, and sometimes I would just sit because when you're young, you sit and you watch. You people watch and you see what people are doing, and like you try and work people out. And sometimes I could literally just sit and just watch Kerry, just watch his antics. I just do, I used to, I love football. Like I, I played the game because I love football. It wasn't, I think most people when they're young play football because they love the sport. Then you realize you're good at it, get the opportunity to be professional, get paid out of it, is a blessing in itself. So I never, I'd never met anyone like Kerry who would openly say they dislike football. Like I'd never met anyone. All my friends, we all love football. I remember saying to him, Kerry, like, how can you like a Stuart? I don't like if I could do something else, but I do it. I'm quite good at it. Women, I mean, like Elvis, that's what I want. Like, but he was so good. He, didn't he make the game look easy, Marv, as well? Like, yeah, he made it. Both, both feet, you're right. Both feet, both left feet, or right. Both feet, left or right, just comfortable. So, um, yeah, he's, and I probably say, play way, but he was, he was a passer. He was a passer, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah he was, oh, yeah. He was a great player. I remember he used yeah. to love the curtains, the dark curtains. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. How much wax yeah. did he put on that to make I, it? I know. I don't know if it was wax or like oil or what. I don't know what it was. Brill cream or something. Something like out there. <laughs> That's awesome. So next to Kerry is. So next to Kerry is another cannon, like an absolute cannon. Now I don't know who's worse, um, uh, Kerry Hughes or the, no. Actually, I think this this character is probably worse. Uh, he's a character. He would snap you in a tackle. Training, games. He's come into the changing room like naked and all fours and barking and just like crawled out, barking at it. like he's done. He'll sabotage your clothes like. And he's the one player that I've dealt with a lot of players now who've played with like with little. This player, his knee shot to pieces. Shot to pieces. He played every week. I couldn't get my head. 
like and after they gave me to walk and then i was always thinking i don't know if you passed your medical like you took some bits out of your paperwork see it or paid someone a bung or something there's no way in the world you should, with that knee of yours should ever pass but credit to him he played every game and now when i see now when i see players who complain about little you wouldn't last because we had people like this crazy that would play with me you go, Andrew. kevin nichols kevin nichols. yeah like okay and you know what he's won like he was a hundred percent like he'd give everything he'd yeah. run and he'd tackle and you know what i don't actually think people give him enough credit for how good of a player he was so, i mean no. people always think of nico as this guy that yeah, he will snap and he will get about the pitch. But, but he can play. He can, can play. Nico can play. Let's not get it twisted. He can play. Um, but off the pitch, there are certain people that you just want to be around. Do you know what I mean? I've always thought that I'd like people to look at me. And, do you know what? I liked it when Stuart, like, he got the best. Nico is like that. When I think about Nico, I don't always think of him on the pitch. I think about Nico off the pitch because he's a character. He's the sort of kid that will get you in trouble, but you'd laugh over what, what's one of the best stories? Because we've had so, he, he's been yeah. on the podcast and he gave us some great stories. Okay, so and this is this is this is this is the truth, right? This is the truth. He came in on all fours, like barking, butt naked, barking, all fours, chip, and then crawl out and just leave like a hot poo. What? Yeah, like crazy stuff like that. As, yeah. as a player, were there players in that dressing room that looked and went? What the hell? Or did everybody laugh? We, we, or what we, was we, it? We, Surely we something like, like that. I mean, that's yeah, out we, We'd all be like, we'd be like, mm, that's Nico, isn't it? Jeez, Nico, man, what are you doing? Really? Like, do you have to go there? But it's because, like, something would happen the week before and he's trying to better it or someone's egged him. Like, yeah, I'll do that, I'll do that. And he'll do something, like, crazy. We'd be like, Nico, like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's that nut. He's nuts. The kid is nuts. But he was always with, he always wanted, he always made people laugh. And he, do you know what I mean? They, they, he, he was never doing anything. It was never it was never showing off. Do you know what I mean? It was never that. It, this is Nico, he's a cannon, but you and you're gonna to wanna to be um, but as you say, very underappreciated as a player. Yeah, because I think because his character was so big, and because he listen, Nico's larger than life. And um, like I said, you'll get around the pitch and you'll see you work hard and you'll rat around. But because I think people always think of Nico or people that you always remember super lively, great guy. But I think because of that, how good he was as a player. So I think if if Nico didn't have the character that he had or wasn't as what he was, maybe people would appreciate his football ability more. But because yeah. you talk about Nico, you talk about this crazy guy, people always talk about him being crazy. Perfect. Perfect. So going on to the front three. Yeah. So the front three are, uh, let's go with, I'm going to go with the one. This is the second player who doesn't, didn't play for Luton. Right. So when I was, when I first started playing, I made 17 playing in the team, obviously being in the first team sort of age, people start to become aware of you. And I got called up for England under 80s or 90s. And then there was only me and this guy were the only two players outside of the top flight. Everyone should write people. So yeah, it was a good team at the time. Blackburn, yeah. So we had a good like under 18 team. But those boys that had been before, they all, was it the Premier League at that time? I think it was the Premier League. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. Um, so they had been in the team before, they'd been on camp before. This was like a training camp. So when me and this lad came along, we were I'm not saying outsiders, but we'd not been on the camp before and we didn't know anyone and we weren't like prestige during the championship. And I actually think below at the time. So he was at when I went there, I was at Lewis at Carlisle from Carlisle. So me being me, I was like knew most of the other lads that didn't know anything about this kid. So we turn up, say hello, and um, all get chatting and stuff, and then people so me and him would roll together because we the knew we were the ones that were yeah. at the Prem. Anyway, that was the neat. So we got there in the afternoon, we didn't train. 
So I go training and I'm quite curious to see, curious to see like the standards. So went went to the good standard, but this lad, oh, everyone. So I thought, you know what? I've got to be on my A game. Like, this is the first time I know. I don't want people looking at me. So I was like on it, trying to do what I could do my best. Like I thought I trained the right. This kid, where I was trying to think hard about doing the right thing, this kid was like he was playing in the park. He was ridiculous. And I remember he scored absolute banger. Everyone was like, no one knew who he was. And he was quite quiet at the time. And this is the only time I played. I've seen him in my journey. You know, I never played with him again. I only played with him for England when we was away and a couple more, right. couple more trips went away. I played with him. So did he, did he get a move? Him. Did he get a move? Because I don't he think he and like, He got a move immediately. So he left right. and he got signed by Blackburn. Blackburn side from Carlisle. Uh, had a good career at Blackburn, but had a lot of injuries in the end. Injuries stopped him from being the player that he should have really been. I've got one a name. I don't know if he was, if he's too old for you or too young. I'm Go thinking on. of Reed, Stephen Reed. No, no, because Reed grew up playing for Millwall. And we played against Millwall. It was Millwall so he played for Millwall with like um, Tony Warner and uh, Lucas and Moved to Blackburn. Yeah, moved to Blackburn. He was at Carlisle. Devin Gallagher. No. And you might, I think he might still be involved in football as a coach. I'm not too sure. Very good player. For me, anyway, From I just remember that. I was where like, else was he apart from Blackburn? Yeah. I can't remember where else he went to Blackburn. I can't remember. I think, I can't remember. He's always been up that sort of way. He never came down south. I don't think. Or did he come down south to run club? I just remember him having a career at Blackburn. And I remember he was, he was blighted with injury. He always injured. Nah. Nah. No. Go on. Go on. Go on. Matt Janssen. Yes, he was right. amazing. Yeah, he was amazing. Yes, he, was. he turned up. This squally, skinny kid from Carlisle. Did you not? He was. Ridiculous. He got a couple of England caps. Did he? Yeah. Caps, did he? I'm pretty sure know. he did. Where did he go after Blackburn? Did he go Palace? He yeah, he went somewhere. I can't think what it was. It where he went to. Um, I can't remember where he went. I know he went Blackburn. Blackburn. I I went think Blackburn. You, yeah. But he went he somewhere else. Was. He went somewhere else. Yeah, he went Palace and Bolton. Palace. He did go Palace, didn't he? So yeah, he yeah. Palace and Bolton. Matt Janssen, yeah. who was a, yeah, a good yeah. player. Oh, and he got six six under-21 caps, no fall. Right. So he, um, when we was at England, there was, do you remember Cassidy at Liverpool? Remember Cassidy at Liverpool? No, so Cassidy was like, Cassidy was, huh? Wait, Cassidy. Cassidy. Yeah, Cassidy. He played for Liverpool. He's like a winger. He was like their next mm. best thing. So everyone was, everyone was talking about him. Yeah, everyone's talking about him. Then after this, after this, this guy's bought by Bolt, he got bought by Blackburn. But he's one, you know, when you, you leave and you, you know, someone leaves a mark on you. Like, mm. I just remember thinking, oh my God. I mean, and he, he made it look so easy. He was like so casual with it. It was quiet, skinny, but just made it look easy. So yeah, that he's in, he has to remember him even now. Wow. But should have had a better career, really. It's a pity the yeah. so many injuries. Yeah, yeah. A few injuries, you're right. Uh, the other two um, Luton players, now my four three. One is from. Luton, you should get this one quite easy. Played for his country in the Youth World Cup. A very, very tricky player. Um, I used to call him Spawny, actually. Ricochet hit every part of his body and got the ball when he's like dribbling. Have done? Had an eye for goal. Had a really, I think if I if I could finish, I probably would have played higher. But had a his body wasn't built, but had a lot of um, again would have played higher. Um, but technically, the smile is and and and, and make him sound like he's some like being made uh, of glass. He's like you know you know there was that film with um what's his name um Samuel L and yeah and, yeah uh, yeah on the um train the train thing unbreakable unbreakable yeah, yeah unbreakable yeah. that that that's him like that's him that's like he would just he's like Mr Glass seriously he's like Mr you got Glass. It, Andrew? You got it? Like what, 40 yarders? 
No, no well, you nice. could have, you could have categorised him in there. Yeah, he could have, but I thought he was probably more sturdy. I think. I think. I think. Thought he was porcelain, and this guy was glass. I'll say, Forty Others is always injured. Who else is always no, injured? No, around that time, Shaula. No, not Shaula. Not Shaula. Liam George. Liam George. Liam George. Liam George was always. I mean, it wasn't like little muscular injury. He would break an ankle, or he would break mm, a yeah. bone in his leg. Like he had. Big injuries, Liam. Like big injuries, and uh, you just think, you, you look. There was there were two people in my career who I looked at. You are your body just won't allow. Play. Liam was one, and Aaron Skelton was another. Those two players, like they were always talented, but their body just wouldn't allow them to play. So Liam, I think, played in the World Cup for Ireland under 19s. I believe it might have been. Um, yeah, yeah, they they won, they won, they won the they won the youth cup. He was with, um, I think, what's his name? Dreadlocks, yeah. Yeah, he was with Keane. Oh, yeah, he put up front with Keane. Huh? He put up front with um, Robbie Keane and all that. Keane, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we uh, grew up together, me and George. We played in the same youth team. I was a second-year apprentice. He was a first-year apprentice. Remember, I was saying earlier on that there was a, a spell where many players gave me you know, a well-oiled machine. So from from his group, it was Liam, Matty Upson. Matty Upson, you know, didn't actually play a first-team game when he went to Arsenal. Never played a first-team game, you know that? He did. We, no. had it, we had him on. We had him on. We had him on. He played a first-team league game. League game. Yeah, I was making fun of him, didn't it, Andrew? It was nah, like, he, I'm sure, because we all we used to always say to him, "Yeah, how can you get moved to Arsenal? You played no league games yet." He come on as a sub. He come on. He as never a started. Sub. Right, did he and start I, a league game? Nah, no. Didn't start. Didn't start. He come on a sub for okay, about. Matt, two if you're minutes. listening, I take that back. You got to move to Arsenal without starting the league game. Yeah. <laughs> who your agent was? I wish I had your agent. Tell you that much. <laughs> you know that May Upson scored in the World Cup. Do you know that? Yeah. yeah. He scored yeah, in the World Cup, you if, know. If, if you, if that's what I'm saying, if you would have paid some interest and listened to some of our podcasts, <laughs> like you, you would have you know realised. Now, now, now that I know that your professional outfit, I'll listen to them. I just wanted to make sure that it was a professional thing that you were doing. Oh, now that I know, so now funny, that I know. Funny enough, because when he started going about like his Luton career, Matty Upson, I went, you can't. With all due respect, Matty, I said you can't talk about a Luton career. <laughs> Coming on as a sub, right, for two minutes, right, when you did, is not a Luton career. <laughs> Didn't he come on for a sub for you, Marv? For me. Who was it? Me. <laughs> who was it against? I can't think who it was. But it was in funny. The podcast, it was... Known. No, Grimsby. Many, like we said, we've had that many. Grimsby. You know Grimsby, Grimsby. Okay, okay. Um, um, isn't Liam, so? Isn't Liam George a physio as well now? Which is interesting. Yeah. So, so basically, talking about his body Bar, being breakable. Yeah. So I think that he, like myself, he had. No, actually, that's a that's a lie. Let me rewind that. He had a lot more injuries than what I had. I had injuries, but he had a lot more injuries. So he um he must have thought about doing physiotherapy because. He had enough injuries in his career. And obviously, he had the knowledge of, hey, and get through them himself would bode well for being a physiotherapist. Initially, Andrew Barr took the path first. But again, he stopped him in his career. So he went. And then, to be fair, Barry was an inspiration to both because he was done so well. And he, Listen, Barry, Barry's very thorough in what he does. He's a world-renowned physiotherapist now. Actually, a doctor, Dr. Barr. So, and he'd always offer advice. Liam's career ended his therapy path a year before he qualified again. But Liam didn't football. Football can take its toll. You, you live your whole life on schedule. So to this day now, I've never been schemers, but I would love this, but so I've never been able to do certain things who were involved day things that I still. So my life is very much the calendar, his own thing. So he set up his own clinic really well. So when Bournemouth, we played, I didn't even notice, by the way, we played Luton and we stayed at Luton Who. I was like, Luton, who? That's not a hotel, that. but it's a hotel now. 
Like before, it used to be like some big, like old museum building sort of place. When, when I lived it's in a Luton. hotel, it's been a hotel for a while. I, I, I ain't been in Luton for a long time. Do you know what I mean? Right. Anyway, we stayed at Luton Who, very nice. And I went to go and see Liam. So left the morning of the game, had breakfast, drove to Liam's. Um, so I drove my car up so I could stay in London rather than go back to Bournemouth. I went to see Liam, spoke to Liam, saw his clinic. His clinic's really nice, doing really well. Liam, actually, I'm in a group with me, Liam, Andrew Fotiardis, Sweeney. Andrew Barr, Richard Clark, uh, Robbie King, Russell Laws. They're all in a, they're all, we've got a WhatsApp talk right. to quite a lot. I spoke, I've, spoken um, to, I've, spoken, I've spoken to Lawsy. Um, oh, right, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, on, on, on Facebook or on, on Twitter. Yeah, so we're in a group, so on. Yeah, I still speak to those. So, but he was, Liam was was a very good player, very good player, yeah. like mm. I say. Whether it was Spawny or whether he knew what he was doing, I don't even know. To this day now, I don't even know. I don't know if half the that if he meant half of what he'd done, but. 90% of the time it will come off. So you must mean it if it comes off so many times, yeah. right? Um, but if he's watching this, Liam, you didn't mean any of that. That was lucky. Listen, to add on to what you've just said there, I think, I mean, listen, there's many players who have come through Luton and I would say I probably I agree with what you've just said there. Like Liam, if he didn't have his injuries, I'm, I think would have gone on and played like at the top, top, top level top. because the sort of style of game what he had, it was very trickery, very skillful and there, there was players like that in that day but that was Liam's game, do you know what I mean? And it stood out more so because obviously he was that type of player. There wasn't a lot and of those also, players man, around. He was doing it on pitches that were like bog. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like back in the when we played, we didn't have this Deso pitch like half synthetic, yeah. half... The pitches that we had were mud with a little bit of grass often. Do you know what I mean? And when you play at pitches that were quite nice, it was a rarity. So Liam, Liam was plying his trade probably in a, an era or a decade too soon. Because I think if he was playing now, the way that football's played now, it would suit Liam. Because players are more protected, the pitches are yeah. better. Yeah. Um, Liam would have done better playing now than what he did playing when we played. Um, True. So, yeah, I think he just, he just probably a, a decade or two too soon he, he played. But he was a player. Yeah. yeah. So, you've got Matt Yatson, Liam George. Who's going to finish off the strike force? Right. The one that I'm going to finish off with is... There's a grin on his face. Is he picking no, himself? Look guy, at the grin on his face. <laughs> like, there are two people, yeah, that I used to always want to roll with and would make me laugh. One was Marv. Marv always made me laugh. Marv was always happy. So I always say, like, see me, I don't take myself too seriously. And I'd always say that if you're healthy and you're happy, then the two, that's all you really need. You can have all the money in the world. If you're not healthy, what's the point of having money? You can have all the money in the world. If you haven't happy, you haven't got friends or loved ones, what's the point? Like, you have to be happy and healthy. The, the, if you've got those two things, you are blessed. Do you know what I mean? And you're probably richer than what you expect and than what you know. So Marvin and this other player, I think they also live by that philosophy. They were always smiling, always happy, didn't take themselves too seriously. When they trained, they would enjoy training. You know what I mean? If we ever got like a bollocking, they would like laugh it off or like, it was never, nothing was ever too serious. When it was work time, it's work time, but they knew how to enjoy life, you know? Marvin definitely won. Marvin's like, he's got, he got an effervescent spirit that rubs off on the people. And I think that I'm, I've tried to take on some of the way which you were when I was young. But this other guy is the same. Like, and I think when we were together, the three of us would just have jokes. Like, he is an amazing, amazing, lazy, but he scored goals. So he could afford to be lazy. 
good career, left, went on. He loved cars. He loved cars. Like, he'd come in every other week with a new car. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I got another car. Like, he loved cars, but could play. Skillful, tidy, unbelievable finisher. But someone who would always make me laugh. Like, always. On the pitch, he'd make me laugh. Great character. Um, and you're struggling. Huh? And you're struggling. I'll give Can you a clue. You a couple, he, went, he went to a couple no, of no, 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 no. Just mention, just mention, I'll mention his hair. Someone who's been on, he likes his hair. What, Steve Howard? No. Great who's finisher. Been on? Great Delight. finisher. Great finisher. He, he, moved, he moved to some big clubs, went to some big clubs. He's always scored goals wherever he's went. Never shy on confidence. Johnny Artson. No. no. Why am I? I'm going to edit this out. He <laughs> <laughs> was coming on, but he didn't come on. He was coming on, then he didn't come on. Coming on, he didn't come on. He scores for ages fun. to get him on. He scores for fun. He's in finance now. Well, he was in finance. I spoke to him last anyway. It took me ages to get him on. I said, I'm not bothering with him anymore. What, Thorpey? Yeah, Thorpey, yeah. Thorpey. Uh, right, now I'll get the joke. Okay, right, the hair. Yeah, okay. I don't know what. And I put that gif out on his birthday. Boy, yes. I put that yes. stupid picture out on his birthday yes. about yes. his yes. hair, about him doing his birthday. Yes. That's why right. I thought you might get it from that. Making no edit Thorpey, out. Oh, yeah, he he he's a funny, funny guy. And like he I is, think yes. that's my personality, Marvin's personality, and four P's, we're all very similar, the way in which we yes. are. So when we're when we were together, it was just always like jokes. We're all like larger than life. Do you know what I mean? We enjoy the funny life. thing is, I remember I, I remember like being like being around you when I was around you. And it was a case of like, what's all I can remember you just just laughing and just <laughs> laughing and laughing. But I didn't realise it's because of me. But I wasn't because sometimes again, like I say to people, Dougie, I don't. Yeah, I like to really make people happy, but I don't always constantly try to make people funny because I think if you yeah. try and do that, it's too much. You yeah, you're, but you're not. But you're not funny. So sometimes yeah. it'd be like like Emily now, my wife is like, I'll say things and she'd be like. Absolute prize, you guys. You're not well. You're not, I mean, what you, what, what, and she's laughing, she's giggling. And I'm thinking, what? Yeah, yeah, and it's like, so sometimes well, me and Falken would different. look at you and we'd like laugh at each other looking at you. Do you know what I mean? Four people would be lazy at times, like, he wouldn't yeah, really oh, like, listen, doubly yeah, lazy, doubly lazy. 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 But you knew when the chance came up, he would score. And I was contemplating putting Phil Gray in my team because. I played with Tippy quite a lot, and Tippy with his barrel chest would hold everything up. Like his chest was like wider than my shoulders, like real big, hairy, like his real man. And the ball would come into him, and it would just stick to his chest. And people would try and get around him and like hold everyone off. Like thinking, and I like playing with Tippy. I had quite a good relationship with Tippy. I had a good relationship with Andrew Fortiardis as well, and he was another one that scored a lot of goals. But for me, I think all round, Thorpe on and off the pitch, like I clicked with right. Me and Thorpe just like we would click, and we knew each other. Just got on and we'd always like even now he'll call me and he'll say something and I'll just crack up laughing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We just we really clicked. And um so for me, yeah, four P great, good, technically very good, very skillful. Liam and Liam yeah. and, and Thorpe are very skillful yeah. players, but different yeah. in their own in their own way. Both very skillful, both good finishers. Um, but Thorpe was more he was more thick set player. So he, I think yeah. he could handle the tackles and the 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 players being aggressive more than what Liam Liam was more slender and like agile where Thorpe was like obviously a stronger but he, he was very very but he loved football and he always played with a smile on his face um, yeah. 
So yeah, four P is my. Yeah. And I didn't realise you played with a very young Adebayo Akinfenwa at Boston. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I did. Um, and I, I've, he came back actually. We, we met up again at Wimbledon. So he, he came into Wimbledon. Now he is a big character. <laughs> but that's he, when he, you started talking about characters. I thought, hang on a minute. He said no, Luton. That's why I thought you were talking about Akinfenwa. Uh, yeah. Well. Listen, Bayo, Bayo is, I, I don't think I played with Bayo enough. And Bayo, like Matt Janssen, I played with him a handful of times. But you know when someone you think, this kid's special? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, he was, like, just different levels. Bayo, Bayo has, Bayo's Bayo is always been that size. He's always been. But now it's more, you, you probably give Bayo more. He'll be able to still play with what he's done. And he's achieved a lot. And the, the amount of goals he's scored, he was told that he would never score enough goals he would be mobile enough to have a career he scored so he to the doubters but he's obviously very social media savvy but off the camera he's the same he, he doesn't, he doesn't I, should, right, I, I should about ask you that i mean i don't know yeah. him but like i i love how his 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 persona his personality comes across yeah. is yeah. he exactly the same he's off exactly, off the camera yeah, it, it sounds like he, it he, he'd be the same off. he can do anything to help you he's again he's a he's a real humble guy if he's yeah. like, he rode that wave boy and bayo you're still riding that wave. Um, <laughs> but yeah he's done really well got a lot of time for him got a lot of respect for him and again for what he's do you know that he played out in like Russia or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not going to be the nicest place to go. No, being a black guy that size, he can't hide anywhere. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So he's, um, yeah, he's been a bit of a trailblazer. He's a good guy. But definitely for me, a lot of it is also like my development as a player. Marv helped me develop. Thorpe helped me develop. Liam and T, I'm still really close with. And these are people that forget about football. If I was, if I ever needed... I could pick up the phone and I know that all the people that I called would either, actually maybe not I spoke to Kerry Hughes for a while maybe not Kerry Hughes I spoke to I don't know what he's doing you know what I don't know what but everyone else I know that I could call and they'd be like yeah no I agree so manager you picked your 11 yeah yeah I've got who's two the greatest I've got manager two. I've got two he's got two he says got two go on. I've got two managers and these are two that are really okay Wayne Turner was a super like influential coach he was a very I think he was a very good coach but for me, there were two. And I think that the majority of people that you speak to will probably name the play the most for. For me, I'll give you the name of one. Stanley Lawrence did. He got me. He didn't score. So I went for four or five. I would still play. I had a part. Maybe I would do the hard hard work and go to the goals. It worked. So Lenny Lenny, Lenny knew what I was about. He played me. And I the type of... I don't think it happens that much. Players with pretty respect where with the players that have you up. That happens. And so Lenny would direct sure that you were on Friday. On a Friday, this work, give ownership to the... So Lenny would be the most, but my 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 main one, which you can guess, and I'm sure you was a coach, he gave me for Chesham. He was in Butlin, probably Bognar. Chelsea, was it? At the semi-final of the cup? Or was it at Wembley? Was it yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea. Semi-final yeah. of the cup, but it was at Wembley. They played at Wembley. Before the game, against Chelsea, you before the game, on the pitch, as a, to the game. But the called my mum was cold, and when I left him before home, which would never happen, never allow in the pitch before we played against. So he always had, so he always had belief. Um, too young the idea on the Dwight Martin I hadn't even Dwight called any reason to show that you got it Andrew? Lil Fuchilio who? Lil Fuchilio no did he go on to be manager? he was manager interim manager yeah. for us and he, went he was to, interim uh, manager or did he, did he come did he become manager in his own right? Came, he was interim he might I think he might have oh, got okay. it he might have got it I don't think Mitchell was too he went to West Ham Terry Wesley yeah Terry Wesley yeah yeah he was manager he was manager. Did, did he, he, get, get, yeah. he got a job. Uh, he was for some he, reason I remember that Marv weren't best like Marv weren't really having it. Not Marv, me. Mitchell. 
Mitch. Mitch. Oh, Mitch. I got I got on well with Terry because I lived up yeah, the road right. from. Yeah, I lived Mitch. up the road Yeah. So Terry, Terry always like he he was like he championed me and he was he was like yeah he was a good coach. Very good he coach. Was, very good he, coach. He, he breathed sleep football. Oh, his life was. He was very intense. He always thought highly of me. Really well with it. Yeah, he, the way I played, he helped and guided me for how to be. Because he was very much like some people try and work on people we not good at. So he, he really good coach. Really, really good coach. Really good coach. I was fortunate. So I had John Moore. John Moore taught you more about life. John taught you how football player than you could be. So I was fortunate in all ways. Terry Wesley brought um, Steve Davis and Graham Alexander. Did he really? Yeah. Did you get them in, did he? Yeah, so he didn't, yeah. I mean, I think he was spotted. I think, I'm not sure. I think they were spotted a little bit, but uh, he's, he was the one who brought... Um... Yeah, so you can see you can see a player. That's obviously why he like me. You can see a player, can't you? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I haven't seen Terry for a long, but like, I got on well with Terry. It, it was a case, I think if he if he looks back now, the, the job was just like too, big, too big, too big for him. Because like you said, I think, I mean, some of the pros weren't having him, but again... I mean, I I'm I'm quite open. I mean, listen, he's coming from the youth team, and I and I liked him, and I got him well. But like, yeah. just I used to say to him because he used to ring me up and say, so, and oh. he's manager, yeah. And he was like, I know where are, he goes, he goes, he goes, bad game today. I don't talking about the game. He's like, because you like you said, he was very intense, very, very intense. intense. And I go, yeah. Yeah. and I said, listen, I go, look, I mean, no, we didn't play well, but listen, it's, it's difficult because obviously the, the and I'm talking to him, and I'm going, where are you? He goes, oh, it's tough times, tough times. I said, Tell, where are you? I'm going to gaffer where I am. And he goes, I'm down at so and so, down the road at some pub. Like, and, uh, and I'm thinking, what? You're looting town manager and you're yeah. in the, on your own. I yeah, said, That's I, not yeah. good. You can't not do good. That, you've, no. got to, you've got to go home. Where, where's yeah. he? Because obviously he was married and had a kid. And yeah. he goes, yeah. Nah, I, he goes, I just. I'm just he was, he I'm was just more to... married to football, wasn't he, Marv? He was married yeah, to the game. I think it even yeah, that took was. a toll on the relationship because he was, he was. just. Total football, like total football. That yeah, he, 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 I like Terry. I did. I, I like. I like Terry a lot. Yeah. So um, we've alluded to it already. Um, just what? Just so people who are listening in may not know what you're up to these days, Stuart. Do you want to just kind of give us a short yeah. overview of? I know we've yeah. like spoken about how you got here, but what you're doing yeah, at the moment. Yeah. So um, yeah, during my career, like I said before, I, I never earned enough, so I wanted to do something else that would allow me to stay in the game. So I started teaching first, a part-time four years. Started work at Woking, Charlton after the first team. Got some great prior to that with Bari, because Bari was heading at the time. Yeah, I remember. From my degree, passed that. And then I got offered a job in a private clinic. It was attractive. The salary was good, but it was never really what I wanted to do. I wanted to have got the job. Not as head um, strain, but there's four of us to Bournemouth, like four sports. Which for me, is, it's interesting. But I always say, people say, what, what's it like? And I say, well, you know the film Rocky? when you, like, I'm not going to have to our my enjoyment of the good thing um, for me so there are more of us there i've there right. just so and what's, me, the, yeah, and what's the end goal for i mean i know you've just arrived at bournemouth but i'm not trying to talk you into a different job is it yeah. um like aspirations to work for england or work for Bayern munich head first oh, do you know I, what? I don't i don't yeah for me it's not really the case of i, I don't really have not saying i've not got any like my goal is that I can be that takes me lead team, then great Bournemouth. Like it goals and thing. I think everything that I love, people that I get I come from my home and anyway. so for me psychology, just about to and I'm being a black player where you played, toy with the idea and a lot of what I've always right. I want to do in my learning. But for me, the, the goal is 
it's, it's really simply the best pizza be the I can best. do. Be the best. Right. This ain't just all we got. Um, yeah, correct. People can strive to wherever it's. How you enjoy the journey, Sal? I, I, I did before you finished that. I can't. I think it might have been. Um, what's the little small like black like, funny comedian guy who who's like Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart. Yes, I saw. Um, uh, I was it a tweet or, or I don't know what it was, but like he said a real like there's some powerful things. I mean, I see, and he says, "What's your book gonna be like?" When you're gone, what's your book like? You know, our life, which is our life. He goes, yeah. Is your book going to be interesting? People are going to yeah. turn page to page yeah. and read your. And then when it comes to the end of your life and yeah. people like close that book, what was it like? And I just yeah, thought that exactly. was fantastic the way. You know what, Mark? I read a lot. I read a lot. And the people who, well, I don't know if people watching know, like, I'm with a partner now. But sometimes you have to go for it. I've always achieved in my. So when I want to be a professional footballer, I'm a professional footballer, I became a physio. So whatever I've done, I've achieved in my. You work hard. I always had part of my life that I that was that was really strange. The control of I know what I'm doing, and it was then that I started to read. Not change, but I think altered slightly. But now, yeah, and I think that counting the take that part of their life and they get to the end where in store it's those pages that make the story. It makes the our life. You have to experience and understand all of it to really about the journey of the and where they want to. I think that's how I live. Really, you enjoy your days. Stay close to your loved ones. Tell them that you love them whenever. Yeah, let's try and be the, this whole conversation for me when I was there. I actually had a lot of them, not forgotten, but they were put to the back of your mind. So even yes. going through 11, a, I'm generating yeah. all these memories again. Yeah, I can we found store that. at the front of my head, not there, which is, again, yeah. it's a great thing, like therapeutic as well, you know? You know yeah, how many people have said that, Andrew? How many people have said that? When oh, we I know. Been, it's like, it's like, you know. forget, like, they forget. And then when you come on and you start yeah. talking, different things come flying. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great for you that you've, you've done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is why really, I love it. This yeah, is why really I push me really because good. I'm engaging in it every week yeah. with different players and different memories yeah. are coming back for me. And this is yeah. why it's great. Yeah. I would implore anyone, anyone to, because even I was having to change my team thinking, oh, but that person, but that person. Oh, wow. When you do start thinking about memory, just because everyday life, you put to the back of your mind, may have no relevance now, but they don't what I am. Well, Stuart, yeah. listen, we appreciate you coming yes. on and giving up your time for us. Oh, it's been so an absolute thank pleasure, you. guys. Absolute thank pleasure. you so much. Thank you so, so you much. And I that was... Be the, the best viewed podcast, you know. I think this one will be. I think it will. I think it will. I think joking. it definitely... We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll, get, we'll find I'm, out. You, you, and you know what I'm like. I will be coming with photo no, images and yeah, stuff to yeah, give you the yeah. numbers. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you go to number one, then you can yep. get the T-shirt. Do you know what? I want the t-shirt. Oh, I even put on a plain white t-shirt thinking if I lift the screen high enough, people will think I'm wearing your t-shirt. But it's not. It's plain white. I haven't even got that t-shirt on. If you get, listen, Dougie, listen, if yeah. you get to number one most yeah. um, listened to podcast, I will yeah. send, you know what? I might even bring the damn t-shirt. I might just fly. Just okay, yeah, cool. That's a deal. That's a deal. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, that was Stuart Douglas's My Best 11. Thank you, Stuart. Thanks a lot, guys.